Welcome to the Neo News Today podcast. This is your host, Dylan, speaking with you. On episode 25 of the NNT pod, we had a chance to sit down with Roman Himov, the principal software engineer of Neo St. Petersburg Competence Center, the team that has been tasked with developing the distributed file storage system for the Neo ecosystem. This was the first time on the podcast we had a chance to speak with members from NeoSPCC, and this was actually the first time I had a chance to speak with Roman, though I've met several other members of the team at various conferences. In this conversation, we discussed Roman's background in networking and his current day-to-day, which largely involves working on the Go version of the Neo Consensus nodes. We also discussed what differentiates Neo-Nodes from Neo-Nodes that are written in other programming languages, how the work on the current iteration of the Neo2 blockchain is impacting and relevant towards Neo3 work. We also discussed other topics surrounding the ongoing conversations of Neo3 and what the Neo-SPCC team finds interesting Such topics included oracles, governance, and others. And then lastly, we discussed outreach to communities of other developer languages, both what that looks like online and through physical events like conferences. So without any further ado, here is my conversation with Roman. Hey guys, what's going on? Dylan with the Neo News Today podcast. Today we are talking with Roman Himov of the Neo St. Petersburg Competence Center team, Neo SPCC for short. How are you doing today, Roman? Oh yeah, thanks. I'm fine. Hello everyone. Um, So thank you so much for joining the pod. Um, I've had a chance to meet a lot of your teammates um, at DevCon as well as at the community assembly last year but you and I haven't met in person yet. So could you share with the Neo News Today podcast listeners um, a little bit of information about yourself and your background? Well, I have joined uh, the NSPC um, in August 2019. So I guess that's the reason why we haven't uh, yet met in person. Uh, And uh, previously, I've worked in different companies, uh, mostly on networking equipment, things like UTM solutions or switches, networking switches, and um, some some things like that. Yeah. Cool. Um, so how did you get interested then in distributed or decentralized development? Uh, well, that's kind of an interesting topic. And... Uh, I have a friend uh, that uh, basically introduced me to it and uh, here at NSBC. So uh, uh, NSBC offered me uh, a job related uh, to it. So that's, I think, how I got uh, involved. Awesome. So you, you got involved through a, through a friendship. Yeah. Cool. So on the NSPCC website, it says that your title with um, with the project is as a principal software engineer. So what does that role entail um, in your day to day? Well, uh, 
my day-to-day day-to-day job is uh, basically maintaining and evolving a neo go uh, that is uh, an implementation of the neo node so um, i guess i'm driving this project now so <laughs> that's why uh, it's called this way could you um, cause t- typically, uh, our editor at Neo news today, edge, he covers more of the technical sort of, um, news and, and documents that come out of the Neo ecosystem. So, um, I'm not quite familiar with what Neo go is and maybe some of our listeners aren't. So could you tell us a little bit more about what Neo go is? Well, NeoGo is a complete uh, Neo node implementation that includes uh, all the components that you probably would expect from uh, Neo node. Um, I mean, uh, it has a networking part uh, to communicate uh, with uh, peers uh, via P2P protocol. It has uh, RPC uh, component to it uh, and can relay transactions uh, from RPC into P2P. It also uh, has some CLI to uh, do some things like uh, asset management or things like that. Uh, it has a virtual, virtual machine inside to run your smart contracts and uh, it also has a smart contract compiler uh, from Go to AVM and uh, probably one of uh, probably the most unique feature from uh, nodes implement uh, from alternative for for alternative uh, node implementations is uh, that it can do it can participate in consensus so it can run a full dbft protocol and can actually interoperate uh, with uh, c sharp nodes um, so basically it can be a complete substitute of a C-sharp uh, node. And I noticed um, in recent articles that have come out of NSPCC that there is uh, improvements that the NeoGo node has made compared to other languages. Um, so could you tell us a little bit about how uh, Neo Go might be better than, or, or more faster, or more efficient than uh, some of the other Neo nodes that are in different languages. Well, uh, I guess from uh, the beginning of the project, we were more concerned with uh, deep technical aspects of it and. Uh, some uh, core functionality like uh, running a consensus node uh, instead of uh, UI things like uh, some fancy buttons to make transfers or claiming thing, claiming gas and things like that. So that kind of uh, gave us a direction to uh, implement uh, more of this uh, core functionality and uh, so we uh, we are the only alternative implementation that can uh, run in consensus. Uh, that I guess uh, is uh, the main feature that we have. Uh, and uh, also, we although we haven't uh, really optimized our node yet, but uh, at the same time we are 
trying to compare it with the C sharp implementation uh, performance wise. So that's why we actually even started uh, a project uh, called NeoBench to uh, create some reproducible testing environment so that you can compare uh, different nodes uh, against. And um, uh, our testing that we have uh, made in January and uh, this month uh, actually shows that <clears throat> our node uh, runs uh, even uh, better than the original. Uh, it can uh, process more transactions per second. Uh, and uh, it does so using less CPU and less memory. So that's uh, what we have. Very cool. And so um, is is NeoBench right now running um, on the Neo testnet or has there been any testing on Neo mainnet? Uh, NeoBench actually is, uh, is a separate framework that uh, runs a private network inside of it. So it has uh, dockerized images of uh, consensus nodes uh, that it, uses, uh, that it uh, uses internally to run tests against. Uh, it, uh, it has no relation to mainnet or testnet. It mm -hmm. basically doesn't care. It just pushes some transactions to this private network and uh, watches uh, what happens uh, whether these transactions get uh, processed and how fast it all goes. Uh, as for the testnet and mainnet, uh, we actually have uh, four RPC nodes in mainnet that are running NeoGo. Uh, we have been running them since uh, autumn. I can't quite remember which month exactly, but uh, for quite some time. Uh, these are just RPC nodes, so they do accept blocks, uh, they process it, they uh, provide RPC service. They can relay some transactions for you uh, from RPC to P2P network, and that's it. Uh, as for the testnet, uh, actually just previous uh, week, we have uh, replaced one of uh, consensus nodes uh, that NSPC has in testnet uh, with NeoGo. And uh, our current release uh, 0.73 actually runs, uh, a cons runs uh, as a consensus node in testnet right now. Uh, so it signs blocks, uh, proposes blocks, uh, <laughs> does everything that, is, that a consensus node uh, is supposed to be doing, and uh, does it well, I think, <laughs> uh, with a full again with a full interoperability with uh, C sharp because uh, the other consensus nodes uh, in testnet are obviously running um, C sharp nodes and just one of uh, them is NeoGo. That's pretty exciting to start seeing uh, Neo's consensus nodes implement a new language. It kind of adds a little bit of resiliency to uh, the, the consensus node infrastructure. Yeah, I think so. Actually, I think it's very important for the project to have different implementations uh, of nodes uh, in different languages that are 
probably uh, written uh, against some uh, common spec, uh, follow this spec, and uh, interoperate uh, with each other on this level. So I think it's very important for the project. And are there, are you planning on in implementing any other sort of metrics or data points for NeoBench and for how it monitors NeoGo? Uh, NeoBench actually produces uh, its results uh, in just plain text file and uh, you can analyze them in whatever fashion you want after that. We don't have uh, some extensive tooling around that at the moment uh, because uh, actually we uh, started this uh, spin-off project uh, in around uh, December and uh, uh, it has uh, yeah, a lot of things can be improved there. So uh, its functionality at the moment probably is quite limited, but uh, still it uh, was a, and, and is a very useful tool for us because it actually allowed us not only uh, test our performance, but to also uncover some bugs and uh, really put some stress uh, into our consensus uh, implementation, I mean, DBFT implementation. Uh, so it's very useful. And currently a lot of the work that you've done for for NeoBench and for NeoGo has been done with, with Neo2. So what does, um, looking forward, um, the next iteration of the blockchain, what does Neo3 implementation for NeoGo and NeoBench look like? Uh, at the moment, we haven't uh, yet started working on Neo3 support, but uh, I think we're going to start uh, doing that in March uh, because at the moment we are finishing some UI things, uh, things in NeoGo. As I have said earlier, we were from this from the beginning mostly concerned with the inner working of the blockchain and uh, less concerned with the uh, UI things. So uh, we are currently improving our CLI and RPC and that work uh, also is relevant for Neo3. So I think we are not uh, losing our time uh, still uh, working on Neo2. Uh, because uh, all of things that we are currently doing will also be uh, relevant for Neo3. Mm. Uh, and uh, we will yeah, start uh, working on Neo3 in March. And uh, I hope uh, that uh, we will be able to produce, um, to, 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 to deliver 1.0 version of Neo Go at the same time as Neo 3.0 makes an official release. That's um, that's quite exciting. So as we maybe take a step back and look at the the broader Neo ecosystem and um, transitioning from version two of the current iteration of the blockchain to the third version, what? is your opinion of the current and ongoing development that's going into Neo3, um, maybe not just from NSPCC, but uh, for the broader ecosystem in general? What's your perspective for, for ongoing development for Neo3? Uh, well, uh, we are, of course, uh, 
closely tracking the development of uh, Neo3. I think uh, one of the most interesting things uh, for us uh, that is uh, being done is uh, Oracle uh, Oracle's uh, support. Uh, we are also very interested in uh, state discussions, in discussions around the state and uh, how to manage uh, manage it on Neo3. Uh, we actually think that uh, tying it to block is probably the best idea. Uh, and uh, rather than doing it in uh, <laughs> in some other fashion, like uh, splitting it out, uh, splitting it from the block. Yeah. So uh, I think uh, that's probably the most uh, interesting discussions for us that are concerned with, uh, again, inner uh, workings of the blockchain. Uh, of course, there is also a very interesting discussion around governance model and uh, things around that. but that's mostly non-technical, at least from my perspective, it mostly relates some uh, economic issues and uh, I just don't think I, I'm i competent enough to really make a judgment <laughs> for, for, for such topics. Uh, but uh, yeah, some ideas floating around there are also very interesting, like uh, inflation inflationary gas, who knows, maybe that's uh, what we should be doing, or maybe not. <laughs> that's uh, a bit tougher question. <laughs> sure, sure. So um, I guess maybe looking forward, um, once you've built your suite of tools and uh, NSPCC has um, uh, uh, provided uh, NeoFS, which is not necessarily a product you're working on, but you know what does what do what do the next steps look like once uh, the suite of tools have been developed? Is there any particular um, strategy for reaching out to businesses or industry partners or even specific verticals that the team uh, would like to introduce its products to? Well, that's probably a business question more <laughs> than a, uh, as an engineer it's a bit probably hard for me to uh, again make some uh, to, to think about it uh, but uh, from an engineering perspective uh, um, I can also say that alternative implementations of neo uh, nodes like neogo are uh, also help to reach some other develop, developer communities uh, because uh, C-sharp developers and Go developers uh, basically don't intersect much. Uh, I mean, uh, these are quite different communities and uh, just having this alternative implementation allows to reach some other developers that couldn't be uh, reached otherwise. So. I think that could be that can probably create some useful opportunities for business side also. Although, how to exactly push them, I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah. 
So what does that look like then from your perspective as the engineer? Does that mean that you go to more conferences? Does this mean that you um, engage more online uh, engineering communities to to kind of share the work that has been done in Go and, and to start collaborating with devs who, who code in other languages? I think... Uh yeah, we, we do have a thing, uh, this uh, thing that we can talk about with other Go developers, uh, whether in uh, some uh, conferences uh, or other meetings. Uh, yeah, and actually, uh, actually, uh, our employees of an SPC have already participated in some conferences uh, related to Go language and they really talked about uh, things that uh, we've been doing here at an SPC. Not exactly Neo Go at the moment, but uh, yeah, uh, that allows us to more easily reach uh, these people and uh, to have something to talk about. Very cool. So for you and your team, um, what are some of the next steps? I think for for me and for NeoGo project, it's very important to transition to Neo3 development. So that probably is uh, the main target for us to just finish uh, things that we haven't yet uh, done in Neo2 and move on. Because uh, we we've yeah we've been uh, watching uh, new looking at Neo three development and uh, actually wanting to uh, also uh, introduce some of the features of Neo three into Neo Go, but uh, at the same time. Uh, I think we should finish Neo 2 development first. So uh, that's what we are concentrating uh, on at the moment. Uh, but uh, as soon as we finish that, yeah, we will all just go Neo 3. And uh, uh, I hope that uh, we will be you know, fast enough to catch up with the team, with the C sharp development team. Awesome. Well, um, you guys are very busy over uh, at NSPCC, and um, I really enjoy following along with the technical updates that um, come out of uh, the, the the various teams and from the project. So, I just wanted to uh, thank you so much for sharing your time uh, with the Neo News Today podcast and for allowing our listeners to learn a little bit more about NSPCC from um, your perspective. Oh, okay. Thanks. Well, what did you think of that conversation? I thought it was really interesting to learn that Neo SPCC aims to begin working on their Neo3 implementations as soon as March of this year, and that they're expecting to launch the NeoGo node on mainnet around the same time as the tentative Neo3 release expected to occur at some point in Q2 or Q3 of 2020. To keep up to date with the latest news, information, and events in the NEO ecosystem, 
please visit www.neonewstoday.com. And if you haven't yet, please subscribe to our channels over at YouTube, Apple iTunes, and or Spotify. And go ahead and leave a five-star review and maybe even a comment if you feel that others should hear the content we're releasing here at NNT. Every review our community members and fans leave on the various social media platforms help others learn more about the Neo News Today podcast and what is happening in the Neo ecosystem. So I just want to thank you guys so much for taking the time to listen to the Neo News Today podcast, and I look forward to catching you on the next one. <laughs>